The future is a hefty responsibility and not one that we take lightly. But then taking things lightly has never been what hefty is about. That's why we've created the Hefty Renew program that turns hard to recycle plastics into valuable resources like park benches and building materials. To participate, simply fill up an orange Hefty Renew bag with accepted items, tie it up, and drop it in with your regular recycling. That's it. It's that easy. It's time to rethink recycling with Renew. Particular valued resources may vary by geography. More info available at heftyrenew.com. Ever tried reading while jogging, cooking, or even juggling flaming torches? Yeah, doesn't end well. But with audiobooks.com, you can conquer books without the circus act. Dive into over 450,000 titles, including more than 10,000 free ones. Get hooked on a bestseller, find your next obsession, or finally read that classic you've been avoiding since high school. And here's the inside scoop. Sign up today for a free 30-day trial and snag your first three audiobooks on the house. Sign up for your free trial at audiobooks.com slash podcast free today. That's audiobooks.com slash podcast F-R-E-E. To all who come to our happy place, welcome to the No Guilt Disney podcast, where we have no guilt about our love for all things Disney. Hi, y'all. This is Patty from NoGuiltFangirl.com and from NoGuiltDisney.com. I am going to run down a whole bunch of Run Disney 101 uh, points and just some basic information if you are new to the whole Run Disney experience. Now, if this sounds familiar... There is another set of podcasts, a series that I had put together. It can be, it well, it was found on the No Guilt Fangirl uh, podcast, but I am actually going to replace those recordings with these recordings because a lot has changed. I believe when that one was recorded, it was 2019. Here we are in 2022, post-pandemic. Um, everything's a little different. There's some different tweaks. There's some different programs that have um, been sunset and, and changed. And so uh, I just want to make sure that you have the most up-to-date information uh, possible. Now, that's the first question. If you're looking for up-to-date information and you don't always have time to listen to a podcast, go ahead and head over to noguiltdisney.com or come join us in the No Guilt Facebook group. Those are two places where we update, especially run Disney information like it's our job because, well, it kind of is. I am also a travel agent that specializes in run Disney vacations and Disney in general vacations. So when things happen or things change that I know is going to affect our community, I like to keep you guys updated. So those are two other places uh, that you can find us and you can find the most current um, and up-to-date information. And it's also a good place to ask questions. If you're not sure about a question, about an event, about even just going to Disney World and you just have some basic questions, come on over and ask them in the group. We also talk about Disneyland and the cruise lines as well. So, you know, feel free to bring all those Disney vacation questions to us in the No Guilt Disney Facebook group. All right. Uh, for this podcast episode, for talking about these Run Disney vacations, I am going to first start with some general Walt Disney World vacation information. Um, then we'll move on to, you know, the more details about Run Disney specifically. 
Um, in this episode, you're going to find details to help you run, walk, run uh, through the actual race weekend from registration to run Disney packing list to race day details, transportation, and beyond, of course. All right. So here, uh, you know, the first thing that you should know about heading to run Disney um to a run Disney vacation um, is that you're going to have a whole bunch of feelings and thoughts uh, leading up to this event and calm down, take some deep breaths because I can promise you everybody that runs these races has felt that way at one day, one way, you know, one day or another. Um, I personally have been running Disney races since 2011 and uh, obviously they're doing something right because they keep me coming back. Uh, but I was also once new and had hashtag all the questions when it came to these races. It's actually why I jumped into the blogging sphere and started writing some of my experiences down. It was so that I could share it with other folks. Um, at the time that I started doing this, there was not a lot of details, a lot of firsthand knowledge um, that could be consistently found on websites. And so I started doing that. And here I am, years later, still doing that. I go to all the races, I participate, I take the pictures, I pay attention to what's going on. I try to answer these questions and, and you know, know, be knowledgeable for you so that when you do decide to get into this exciting sport and have one of these experiences, hopefully we can ease some of those concerns or any anxiety that you might have leading up to this. Um, another thing to note, if you prefer digesting this in a written format, please, please, please go to noguiltdisney.com. I'm going to link a bunch of um, great blog posts in the show notes that you might want to check out, and that will guide you through some of the stuff that we're going to talk about as well. All right, so... Um, first and foremost, the thing you need to know about a Walt Disney vacation trip is that you are going to spend a lot of time with the My Disney Experience app. Um, this is an app on your phone, um, and it's, you know, it's basically your, your BFF, uh, your genie, if you will, uh, because that's a whole other thing that you can go back a couple of episodes to listen to if you want to hear our thoughts on the genie program. Um, but this app is where you can pretty much plan every part of your Disney World trip. Um, so download it in advance link your resort reservation, and then refer to it throughout your trip. Uh, what's on my Disney experience? Well, almost everything is. Uh, your resort information, your room location, and there's been an update where you can use your phone and this app to unlock your resort door if you would like. Um, you can make, modify, cancel table service dining options. You can mobile order. You can make your theme park reservations. Um, you can also use the app to link up your race photos, uh, which are free if you purchased Memory Maker. It is going to be part of your uh, Walt Disney World vacation package. And so we highly recommend uh, using Memory Maker. Because not only are you going to get some great pictures of your family and you in the parks, you're also going to get those amazing race photos that you can link in and download as well. So Memory Maker, we are big fans. Um, 
there is this whole thing called Genie, Genie Plus, and Lightning Lane. And this is one of those new for 2022 um, experiences that you may be wanting to know a little bit about. Um, it actually started in 2021, uh, end of 2021, and uh, you're going to get planning help from Disney's Genie, which is uh, the new Fast Pass po- program. There are a ton of details that go into to using this, but if you are familiar at all with the old FastPass program, it's similar in that idea that you are going to be reserving um, your spot in line for some attractions in advance, and it's, it should cut down on your wait time for lines. There's a whole blog post about Genie 101 details and then some more specific posts that are about using Genie for each specific park. So I'm not going to go into too much detail about Genie in this podcast. Uh, we also did, like I said before, a whole discussion of it before. So you can go back and listen to that if you're interested. Um, but you have a lot of options uh, when looking at Genie. So definitely take a look at that to determine if it's right for you and your family. There's free options. There's paid for options. There's extra paid for options. Like, yeah, it's got it all. Um, as I mentioned, uh, the Run Disney Photos and Photo Pass, um, the instructions for linking Run Disney Race Photos to Photo Pass and to Memory Maker, in other words, to be able to download your pictures, um, they're going to be found on the back of your race bib. So be sure to look there first. I also will uh, put together a guide for each race weekend, and inside that guide, you will find those codes. So if you happen to be, I don't know, standing in line at the park, and you're like, oh, I want to see if my race photos have turned up, but you don't have your bib with you, or you don't remember offhand your bib number, uh, just feel free to check out nogildisney.com, and uh, it'll be there for you. Uh, We try to do that for every single race that comes up. Now, you can link multiple race codes under the same Memory Maker account, and all of this is guessed in, you guessed it, it's, it's all found in My Disney Experience. Where are your park tickets located? How can you get into the theme parks? Now, for most runners, they're going to be pretty easy to find. You're going to probably have a magic band and uh, it's going to be found. Your your park tickets are going to be loaded right there on your magic band and you can use that to get in. Um, As I mentioned before, your phone is another option. Your tickets can be used um, directly through your phone uh, now at Walt Disney World. Now, here's something I want to bring up. Um... The phone is an option. However, it also tends to be, it tends to take more time, especially when you're checking into rides and you have to scan your phone uh, for everybody in your party. So you have to scan, swipe, scan, swipe, scan, swipe. Anyway, it can feel like it's taking up a lot of time. That technology isn't as intuitive, um, in my opinion, as using a magic band or using a key card, which, you know, is just like a, you know, traditional ticket, uh, card that you can use. Uh, so my suggestion, if you're just looking for the easiest way to get around the parks, go ahead and get yourself a magic band. They used to come free. They are no longer free as part of your, um, uh, Disney World Resort packages. Uh, So this is something that you would want to purchase. You can purchase those in advance through the app. You can purchase them when you arrive at Walt Disney World uh, and get them linked up in the system. 
Um, and you have tons of options, colors and designs and whatever the world is your oyster. But um, big fans of using magic bands uh, versus, like, say, the phone. It just seems to go a little bit quicker, uh, in our opinion. Now, the other thing that you really need to make a, make a point to pay attention to when you are planning this race vacation is Walt Disney World and Disneyland, but... Disneyland doesn't have races. Um, that's not happening. So we're just going to like leave that topic for another time. But if you are going to Walt Disney World, you are going to need to make theme park reservations for every member in your party that plans to visit a theme park. This, again, can be done on the, on the app or on the website. And it is something that um, is required for anybody that wants to visit a theme park. So just because you bought a ticket does not mean they're going to let you in to the theme park of your choice. So please make sure that that is something that you do as soon as you finalize your vacation packages. Uh, go ahead and you'll be prompted on the website to, to, to do this, but I am just reiterating, um, you are not required to do it at that time. You can wait and do it later, but why? Why? Don't worry about it. Go ahead. Pick a couple of days, pick the days that you want, the locations you want, have it locked in. You can change everything. You are not set in stone. You are not required to, uh, you know, keep those exact days because frankly, you know, six months later, you may decide to go to Epcot on a different day. That's, you know, that's fine. You can go back in and make changes. But the reason why I'm encouraging you to go ahead and book in advance is from time to time, a theme park can get very popular that day and the reservation system will be completely sold out. So if you are waiting a little bit longer, you could potentially miss out on going to whichever theme park that day that you wanted to because it will be booked solid. Doesn't happen a lot, but it does happen. So my suggestion is always make this one of your top priorities. Go ahead and book your theme park reservation as soon as possible. Another run Disney topic that everybody likes to bring up is uh, what is the weather going to be like at Disney World? And all I can tell you is that it's extremely complicated. <laughs> um, Walt Disney World weather can be pretty crazy to predict. Even the hurricanes can be hard to predict with accuracy in this area. It's a Florida. Uh, it's a Florida thing. And um, everything can change wildly. I mean, even on the same day. So don't panic if you, you know, look at your weather app and you see that it's supposed to rain the day of your race. It may rain for five minutes and be done and that's it. Or it could rain all day. We just, you know, it, you, you really, it's hard to determine what's going to happen. So my best response is say, to tell you to check the weather right before you plan to pack. Not weeks before, but just days before. Um, because it's going to change on you. That's, that's what Orlando weather does. Okay. Um, okay. Uh, transportation from the airport. I want to talk about this. Um, this can go for, you know, all transportation um, questions that you might have for any uh, Disney World event. Um, basically, you have a few options. The free option of Magical Express is no longer an option that has been taken off the table for 2022. So what you're looking at as your choices are getting a rental car, taking Uber or Lyft rideshares, there's Mears Transportation Company, and there's Sunshine Flyer Motor Coach, 
And then there's always private transportation options. Um, as far as rental cars, right now, getting a rental car is fairly expensive um, unless you really luck out. Um, and I would suggest on that, if you're looking at a rental car, to check your reservation often because that can fluctuate and change and you might score a much less expensive um uh, uh, option um, if you are kind of consistent and keep looking at that. Uh, so that's rental cars. Uber and Lyft ride shares are a great way to get back and forth uh, from MCO. If you want to take those um, trips, that's about a 25, 30 minute drive. And pricing can range anywhere from like $40 up to $60. It really depends on the, you know, what's happening. You know, if you used Uber or Lyft before, then you know that pricing fluctuates, right? So it depends on when you show up and how available they have and price surging and blah, 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 blah. Uh, but it is a great option to get you to and from the airport quickly. Um, these, this tends to be the fastest option. You get your bag, you walk out to the curb, you pull up your app and boom, there's a car for you, right? So you're not messing around. Uh, Mears and Sunshine Flyer, these are two motor coach companies that have come in to kind of fill that void from the Magical Express. Um, again, I have links to all of this and it'll be in the show notes for you. Um, but those are two options for you. It, they work very similar to Magical Express. Um, key difference is that you have to pay for each ride and it's a one-way charge or you can get a round trip um, you know, pricing um, that you don't really don't get that much of a um, discount, you know, to book a round trip, but you can do one way or you can do round trip. Uh, Sunshine Flyer in particular does make mention of use of car seats because they offer um, their, all of their motor co coaches have uh, seat belts. So if you have smaller children and that's a concern and you are bringing your car seats for the plane purposes or whatever, then Sunshine Flyer might be a good option for you. Um, I don't believe Mirrors offers the seatbelt situation, so on the Mirrors motor coaches, you will not use them, but they can transport them for you, um, you know, in the undercarriage with your luggage. Uh, what you'll want to do is make sure that you have your magic bands and your carry-on. Um, that is my tip for you because you don't want to be uh, struggling to find them once you arrive at your hotel room and trying to get in. Um, but uh, that's just something I want to throw out there. Now, if you're renting a car or catching a motor coach, then you'll go to the ground transportation level at MCO, which is Orlando's airport. Um, Uber and rideshares um, can also be taken from either side of A or B of the airport. So if you're renting a car or getting an Uber, either side works, whichever, you know, area your baggage is in, you'll be able to get transportation on both sides. Um, but the mirror shuttle and the Sunshine Flyer will be on the B side with the ground transportation location. All right. When you arrive for those transportation options, you're going to show up at a, a kiosk, you're going to give them your information, and then they will send you on your way to your bus, and hopefully the bus will take off and whisk you away. Uh, one key thing to note about um, Mirrors and Sunshine Flyer is that you're going to want to register and schedule these in advance to make sure that you have a spot on the bus when you get there. Uh, we do have a whole guide on how to 
use these transportation options now that Magical Express is gone. So be sure to check that out. Um, using the bus system, we're going to guess that your trip is going to take about 45 minutes um, from the time that you pull away from MCO to the time you're getting off the bus. But that can swing wildly depending on how many stops they have to make at resorts um, and where your resort falls in line on those stops. So again, if you're looking for like the fastest option, you're going to want Uber or Lyft um, or maybe a rental car. Um, however, the, 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 the other choices are great choices for you as well. All right. All right. So let's talk about uh, Run Disney specific and uh, showing up the day of the check-in at your Walt Disney World Resort. Uh, what do you do? Um, how, how do you know if your uh, resort is a host resort? Well, I can tell you this. All resorts at Walt Disney World are run Disney host resorts. So if it's an official uh, Walt Disney World Resort, then it's going to be included as a host resort. And what does that mean? It means that they are going to offer you race day transportation and expo transportation at your resort. So if you are not bringing your own car, if you are not um, bringing uh, a rental car, this is, you know, Disney's going to help you get around to the places that you need to go for your specific race uh, vacation, okay? Now, uh, all of that being said, let's let's go back to the beginning, right? Let's go talk about um, registering for one of these run Disney races. And the hot question right now is, when are the next races? And how can I get registered for them? When does those registrations go on sale? At the time of this recording, which is in February of 2022, we do have the um, next Run Disney race calendar available, and I will link that in the bottom so you can look at the dates. Um, the The calendar has been released officially by Run Disney, uh, but the kicker is they haven't told us when these race bibs are going on sale at this time. That could change by the time you're listening to this, in which case, please come and check out uh, rundisney.com or noguiltdisney.com. I'm going to have that information updated for you because we don't want you to miss your chance of getting registered uh, for one of these races. Um, a lot of people ask, you know, are there any early registration options? Once upon a time, Run Disney used to offer early registration for annual pass holders, for DVC members, um, for, you know, just certain subsets of people. I think even if you had a Disney Visa credit card at one point, you were allowed to register early and they used to give discounts. Womp womp. None of that happens anymore. Um, but there are some options uh, when it comes to registering. Right now, the only early registration option is if you are a Club Run Disney member. Now, what's Club Run Disney? This is like the main, um, the only official fan club for Run Disney. You are not required to be a member of this. Um, it does cost money. And frankly, it costs a lot of money to be part of Club Run Disney. Um, and right now, it's also currently closed. You cannot a, be a, a member of Club Run Disney at this time. But the rumor is, is that uh, registration should come up and be available 
starting sometime in March of 2022. We'll see if that happens. Um, with a lot of things around Disney, sometimes they um, alter and change registration dates. So that's why we just don't have anything hard and fast until they determine that that's going to be the case. Um, but this is your only early registration option. Um, if you are a Club Run Disney member, then you are um, certain levels are able to um, get guaranteed race entry early before the general public um, goes out and, and, and applies and, and puts their own race registrations in. So um, that may be an option for you. Um, definitely go check into it, check it out, ask, the, ask questions, and we can let you know, you know our thoughts on it. Now, um, the next option that the majority of people are going to use is you are going to go to rendisney.com. You're going to register online with public registration when uh, those dates open up. Um, you can also register through a Run Disney charity partner. This is great if you have concerns about getting shut out for that public registration, if you want to be insured and lock in your registration in advance and do good all in the same process. It's an amazing way to um, to really up your race weekend and make it extremely meaningful. Um, there is a list of participating charity partners that uh, I keep updated as well on the website. So I know I keep repeating noguiltdisney.com, but I promise you folks, you will find a lot of resource information there. Um let's talk about actually registering. Okay. We are all anxiously waiting to hear the dates, the times <clears throat> when these next races will go on sale for, um, time timing, you know, information. Um, in the past, uh, the wine and dine race is the first one that's going to, um, open the Ren Disney race you know, season, as you will, for the 2022-2023 season. And um, at this time, we do not know when that race will go on sale. Um, but people are anxious. People want to know. People have been loving what has happened, you know, post-COVID and, and seeing the runners back. And, uh, you know, it's it's very exciting. It's a very exciting time to, to get into um, this fun experience. But that being said, there's a lot of people that feel that same way. And there are, you know, a finite amount of race bibs available. So please be aware that in the past, some of these races sold extremely quickly. And we're talking within 30 minutes or so, you were not, if you weren't online and you didn't get in there and get a bib, then you were not going to be able to run that race. Uh, so this is why you need to kind of prepare in advance and be ready for your first sprint, which is going to be to the registration finish line. Set your account up in advance on rendisney.com. That's my first tip. If you don't have a rendisney.com account, go ahead and get in there and set one up now. That way you're good to go. You are going to go to rendisney.com, click the help and support tab, click to the manage account tab, and then fill out your profile information completely while you're in there. Um, tip number two, you're going to want to prepare for this. Uh, you legitimately might need to block out some time in your day for registration. Uh, you could get in quickly. It could happen very, very fast and you're in and out within 15 minutes, or you could be in the virtual waiting room for hours. 
yeah, I, I, I didn't misspeak. That's, that's ours. Um, it, it has happened in the past. Uh, so be prepared with that. You're also going to want to be prepared with information for anyone that's running the half marathon or longer distance with things like proof of time. Uh, you can input that at the time of registering. You can also kind of skip through that if you don't have it with you or don't have it available and go back and update it later. And for sake of time, that would be my suggestion. Just don't forget to go back and update it later. Um, but you're, you can move a little bit quicker through this registration process if you choose to go that route. Um, you're going to need t-shirt sizes. You're going to need date of birth for everybody that's running. You can register more than one person at a time. Uh, Run Disney prefers to have each adult on their own account. So um, this is where things can get a little complicated. But um, if you can, ideally, you want each adult to be registering themselves. But if that's not possible, then yes, you can register multiple adults or multiple adults and children. You can register your family online. I will just hesitate or I you know, want to point this out that that takes more time and your race bibs are not really being held for you until you make a payment. So the more people that you're trying to fill out forms for, the more likely it is that somebody comes around behind you and snags those bibs that you were hoping to get. Um, so the key here with registration is you got to be quick, okay? You just got to be as quick as you can. Um, have that information prepared and ready uh, for you to go, okay? Now, registration typically opens at 10 a.m. Eastern time, um, but sometimes they'll make a change. Like springtime surprise actually was like a two o'clock in the afternoon registration for some reason that day. Uh, so definitely, you know, make sure you you verify and you double check on rendisney.com uh, when the actual time for it to be open happens. Um, you can typically get into the waiting room early, but let me describe what happens. Uh, around 9.40, 9.45, Run Disney like opens the virtual waiting room. So everybody can go in and be in the same cyberspace area, right? Um, you'll be assigned a number, you'll be in this area, and it'll tell you, please wait patiently, registration isn't open just yet, but you know, you're in the right place, right? So you can hang out there. And then what happens is at 10 o'clock, it appears that Run Disney kind of like shuffles all these numbers, all these people that are hanging out in that waiting room around and puts you in line at that point. So just because you went in at 940 and your friend went into that waiting room at 955, you have equal uh, opportunity to be ahead of one or the other in line. Your 940 does not mean that you got there first. It's kind of like a semi-lottery system at that point as far as who shows up to, to get uh, in line. The good news is that the system will tell you what your number is. So you will know, um, you know how many people are ahead of you and what the likelihood of that looks like. Don't be scared of a big, big number, but obviously a smaller number just means you'll get through the process faster. But um, don't be scared of a big number. Um, and, and Disney will also tell you, you know, basically your waiting time will be one hour or you're, you have X many people ahead of you. Your wait time is 10 minutes. Pay attention to that because the last thing you want to do is get like a, a 10 minute wait time and miss it because you went to get coffee, right? And you miss your window to sign in. 
And then the, the next thing you need to know is you need to prioritize kind of by races. Um, races can sell out quickly depending on the distance. Um, recently, the 5K tends to be the hot one. Uh, partially, that's because more people can run a 5K than feel confident, you know, running a half marathon, right? Also, age, um, age limits. To run a 5K, you only have to be five years old. So a lot of families run the 5K together. That just means that more people are going to try to register for the 5K than they are for some of the longer distances. So if your family is trying to get into a specific race together as a unit, keep that in mind and kind of prioritize that you want to get those 5Ks first and then maybe get the half marathons after you have gone through the process and and gotten booked, okay? Um, Challenges tend to sell out next, after that shorter distance, we go to the people who are the polar opposites who are doing the whole enchilada. Uh, and that's because um, you get extra uh, medals and you get extra um, t-shirts for running hashtag all the races. And run Disney runners are really into getting hashtag all the races done. <laughs> so keep that in mind that if you are looking to run one of these challenges, you're going to want to prioritize that as well. You can use gift cards as a form of payment, but you need to remember that there are some processing fees that get added. So even if the race says it's $95, there's going to be a 6.6% processing fee added to that. If you are using a gift card, you need to make sure that gift card has enough money to include any taxes or processing fees that, that might be on there. So just make sure that you have that covered, but you can use a gift card to make a purchase. You can only use one form of payment, however. So say there's three of you and you each want to pay for your own race, then my suggestion is going to be that each one of you needs to go and log in separately and buy your own race. Otherwise, one person needs to use their credit card, buy all three races, and then you guys work out the payment back details, you know, on the side, okay? Um, so just keep that in mind. The other thing I'd tell you is when you're doing this, time really does matter and skip the extras. Like, don't worry about buying pins or bundles or any merchandise at this time. You can go back and do that immediately after you have, you know, press submit and you've gotten the confirmation that that everything happened. Um, So I definitely want to tell you to do that, but do it afterwards um, that you're just don't waste any time is kind of my my key points here when we're talking about a Ren Disney registration. Um, All right. So now you have your bib secured. Your whole family is taken care of. Everybody is set. You are going to run Disney. Cue the confetti cannons. We're so excited for you. Um, What do you do next? Okay, so this is the next step that you want to go ahead and do. And that's book that hotel, book your tickets, um, book your package. Um, Don't wait. Make sure you book those theme park reservations, as I mentioned before, because you don't want to forget about those. Um, If you need some assistance or just want to help a small business out, reach out to your friendly travel agent who specializes in Disney experiences. Um, And you have tons of options. There's a a lot of us out there in the world who uh, do this and know the product and and know everything. Um, But I would highly recommend finding 
somebody who is a run Disney expert, okay? And somebody who is a post-pandemic Disney World genie plus knowledgeable person. Um, Folks that haven't been to Disney recently just may not be as up to date or have the hands-on experience. There's been a lot of changes. Um, So those would be my thoughts when you are thinking about working with a travel agent. Try to find somebody who has some experience being on property recently, having used Disney uh, Genie Plus so that they can kind of walk you through that and explain that to you. And then if they know about Ren Disney, that's a very important for this particular race vacation. You're going to have questions, especially if you're brand new to it. And your travel agent should be a great resource for you to go to. And there's a whole lot of us that run the races as well as book the races. Um, but those th- that's just my suggestion and my plug that if you are looking for a little extra help, um, reach out to a travel agent. Most of their services are free. Most travel agents do not charge anything extra to have us work with you. Um, and, you know, if you need one, well, you're listening to one right now, and I'd love to help you run Disney. You can find me at noguilttravel at gmail.com. That's the best way to reach me. And I am happy to help you with any future race or vacation needs. All right. Something that people talk about a lot in the Facebook groups is, um, well, I signed up for this Run Disney race, but am I supposed to hear something from Run Disney? Are they going to send me any information? And the answer is, Maybe. (laughs) Um, In the past, Run Disney has really struggled with pre-race communication, and it was almost a hit and miss on if your email address got the magic email or not. I have run this race, these races for so many years, and I can honestly count on two hands the the handful of times that I've actually gotten pre-race communication from Run Disney. I don't take it personally. Um, I just, for whatever reason, I don't always get the emails. You may not either. However, I will give Run Disney all the credit for finally getting this system going a little bit better. Um, here in 2021-2022 race season, we've had a lot more communication from Run Disney. It's still not perfect. It's still not ideal, but they have been um, showing up in my inbox. And it seems, um, you know, just on the basic kind of polling of people, most folks are seeing these emails show up in their inbox. So my point is, you may or may not get those emails, um, but don't stress because anything that they tell you in advance Even if you missed every single thing that they wanted to tell you in advance, you are still going to be fine. Like everything can be done and fixed and corrected or whatever at the Run Disney Expo. So do not panic if you don't get any emails. Frankly, you're not missing all that much, okay? Um, But uh, I do want to let you know that you you should, in theory, you should be getting a little bit of communication um, from Run Disney. In particular... Um, information about waivers. Um, these should show up about a month before the race. And what what the waiver does is, is it's something that you need to sign. Um, now they are doing it in a digital format. In the past, you would actually print it out and bring it to the expo and turn it in on paper. But Run Disney is trying to save time, save trees. Um, and they're having you sign your waiver digitally. And then after you've signed it digitally, you will then get 
eventually, it doesn't happen immediately, okay? So again, there's a, there's a little time period before you get this information sent to your inbox um, that you will be able to get what's called an expo pass. Expo passes truly are nothing to stress out over. Um, it is, it doesn't, it's not a pass to get you into the expo. Everybody can still go to the expo. It is open to the public. So if you want to bring your whole family and they're not running, they do not need an expo pass to enter the expo. They can still go with you. It's totally fine. But you need this expo pass to pick up your bib. That's, that's what it's for. That's why it's, you know, gone digital. You're just going to basically show the volunteer your screenshot of your expo pass. They'll be able to see that you signed your waiver and see your bib number. And at that point, they'll pull up your bib and hand it over to you and you're on your way. Um, So that is something that I think a lot of people are confused about in this uh, new Run Disney era. But um, it's actually, it works pretty smoothly when it works. That's the caveat. FYI, sometimes signing your waiver digitally does not work. And you are going to immediately freak out and panic and think the worst has happened. There are actually reports, and this happens to a lot of people, so if it happens to you, you are absolutely not alone, um, where this digital waiver causes your whole entire registration to quote-unquote disappear in your Run Disney account. Uh, I talked to Run Disney about this while I was at the Wine and Dine Expo because that actually happened to me and to one of my friends. And basically, it's a glitch in their system. They're still working through it. Hopefully, it will be fixed, fingers crossed, you know, as soon as possible, but who knows. Um, However, what happens is your your registration didn't go anywhere. It just kind of got hidden in the code. They are able to see it. Run Disney on the back end sees you. You are still registered. Nothing changed. You're all good. Um, But it is something that you will have to go stand in line and get corrected at the expo. The good news is they will correct it and it's easy. You honestly, I think we walked up, we gave them our um, email address. They pulled us up, did something on the computer and boom, said, okay, now they would then ask us to then sign in on our phones. We signed into rendisney.com and boom, the, the information was right there and we were able to do it at that time over the phone right in front of them. Um, I assume if anything had gone wrong, they would have been able to fix that as well, but it worked and we didn't have any issues from that point on. So that's the good news is that you can get this corrected at, at Expo and also it's not your fault. You did not do this. This is all on Run Disney. Um, Disney IT, man, when it works, it's great. But when it doesn't, it can definitely stress you out. Um, the bad news is you may have to stand in a line to get it corrected because a lot of people have this happen to them, unfortunately. Um, but don't stress. You're good. You're still going to be good. You're still going to be able to run. It's going to be It's going to be great. Um, let's talk a little bit about Expo. And when is the best time to go? This is a frequently asked question for these things. Uh, and I can just tell you this. If you need merchandise in your life, if merch is super important to you, then you need to be there day one early. Um, you know, I'm talking if the expo opens at 10, you might want to be in line by 7 or 8 in the morning. 
look, I don't make the rules. I don't, I, I promise, like, I am not part of your problem. But unfortunately, that is what happens is that a line starts queuing up very early to get into the merchandise tent. Currently, in at the time of this recording, the past two races that we've had, which were Wine and Dine and Marathon Weekend, um, both of them had kind of sh- shortages of merchandise. We were told that it was because of supply chain issues. It could have also just been that Run Disney didn't order as much as they normally did because of the COVID situation. Maybe they weren't sure if these races were even going to happen. And so they just didn't want a ton of extra merchandise sitting around. But it does sound more like the situation is, is that um, the production is just very slow around the world. So a lot of these things come from overseas and they just simply did not get their normal amount that they ordered in time. So if you're worrying about getting merchandise for Princess or merchandise for Springtime Surprise, uh, that's a legitimate worry. It, you may or may not get it depending on when you show up and how quickly you can get to the expo. I'm not saying this to panic you. I'm just letting you know that this is the honest-to-goodness situation. In normal years, in pre-COVID years, merchandise tended to be plentiful Um they they had worked through their issues and things got replay um, re- replaced on the shelves um, every day and so we didn't we didn't we didn't run out of things um, as often but currently in this time of of post um, post pandemic we're still in the pandemic people but you know what I'm saying um, they are working through that as a problem so. If you need merchandise, go ahead and try to make plans to be there early. If you can do without merchandise, then if you can show up midday, things are typically much slower by then. The early birds have left out and the um, folks that are traveling in um, later have not shown up yet. So you have the whole place to yourself. I can also give a huge shout out for end of the night. If the expo closes at 8 o'clock and you show up at 7.30, the place is like a ghost town. I mean, it's just empty. And so you'll have, you'll be able to walk up and get everything that you want without waiting in line. And it's pretty awesome. So um, the problem there is that the merchandise just may not be there. But everything else will be, okay? So just, you know, you got to pick and choose what works for you. Um, At the expo, you're going to want to get your bib first. You cannot get your t-shirts without getting your bibs. So go ahead and go to the um, location that is uh, ha- that has the bibs available for you. Go ahead and pick those up first. You will need to leave that building and go to another building in order to get your t-shirts. Um, so it's a process. But I, again, have all of this written down and you can walk through it um, on one of the links in the show notes. Okay. Um We've already jumped to Expo, but I do want to go back and just touch on packing for uh, the the race weekends. And there are some things that you should know as a runner that would behoove you to pack in a carry-on. Um, things like your race shoes, either wear them on the plane or carry them on with you. Um, socks, women running bras, um, costumes, if that's a very important, um, you know, thing for you, um, charging cords, spare chargers, uh, headphones, medications are always good to put in your carry on, uh, your magic band, as mentioned before, um, hat, sunglasses, those things. Those are anything that you're going to need on race day 
that you are concerned that if you pack and the airline loses your luggage, you're going to have to replace or do without, and that could throw everything off. Those are things that I would suggest that you want to think through and put in your carry-on. If you're fine saying YOLO, what happens will happen, and if I need to buy new running shoes, oh well, I promise you, you can find them at the expo. There's going to be running shoes at the expos. There's going to be a lot of uh, things that you can replace at the expo. That's also the good answer is if you do forget things. If you forget socks, you can probably find some at the expo. Um, If you forget a piece of your running costume, you can probably find something at the expo that'll work for you as well. So um, pack in advance. I would definitely put... um, you know, the the things, the prioritize what you need in your carry-on, if you are checking luggage, um, you know, anything that you need after the race for recovery is a good place to put in that checked bag, right? So a foam roller, for example, would be a a really good uh, thing to add in there. Um, But when you pack, um, think in mind uh, what you would normally use at home after a long run, and then you're probably going to want to take those items with you um, to Disney as well, because after your race, you will want to recover so you can go and enjoy the parks, right? Of course, of course, because that's how this works. So that's the whole point of doing a Run Disney event. <laughs> um, transportation. Um, so I do want to talk about some transportation to and from um, the the race experiences. As I mentioned before, the uh, host resorts are going to be any of the Disney World resorts online. Those are going to be considered host resorts. And you can get to and from the expo from any of those resorts by using the Run Disney Race Transportation. You can also get to and from every race by using the Run Disney Race Transportation. Uh, These are going to be buses that are going to be at your resort. Ask at your resort where they are going to be located. Some of them use the bus loops that you also would use to go to uh, one of the theme parks. But some of them have alternate locations. Uh, For example, the Contemporary Resort, uh, I believe, does not use the official bus loop. It uses the the, the buses line up over by the convention center side of the Contemporary. So it's in a complete different end of that resort. There should be signs out pointing you in the right direction, but there's also always cast members who can hopefully point you in the right direction. Um, but those uh, those race buses will be available for you. You can also Uber or Lyft to uh, the races and to the expo, actually. Um, you can drive yourself to the races or to the expo. And if you do drive yourself, parking is free early in the morning. Um, parking is always free at the expo, but then um, for the races, the parking will be free for you as well. And then also, as I mentioned, probably just the easiest, most streamlined option is taking that free race bus. It's not going to cost you anything extra to climb onto one of those buses and have them drop you off. Now, if you are off site, you will probably not have a race bus to utilize. Um, check with your resort. Some may offer um, some transportation, but in my experience, most off-site resorts, this is not something that they are offering at this time. 
so keep that in mind. If anybody offsite is going to be looking at Uber or Lyft or driving themselves or finding someone you can catch a ride with. The Skyliner will not be an option to get you to and from the races. First of all, the Skyliner just doesn't go to the correct parking lot. <laughs> so that's one problem. But secondly, it's just not up and running um, that early in the morning. If you are staying on a monorail uh, resort loop, the monorail might be running and that will depend on the race. Uh, for example, at Wine and Dine, the monorail was not available for any of the races. However, for Marathon Weekend and for Princess Recent Weekend, it is available if you're running the longer races. So if you're running the half marathon or for Marathon Weekend, the marathon, and you are staying at a monorail resort, then you should be able to use monorail transportation back and forth. This will all be updated um, either on my website or Ren Disney's website, so you can find that information for sure, for sure, before you make your plans that morning uh, to make sure you go to the right place, but that's the deal with the monorail. Typically, it was not available for the 5K or the 10K race. You were on your own um, to use one of those other resources I mentioned uh, before to get yourself to and from the races. At current time, if you are using the Ren Disney race transportation, the buses, you will need to wear a mask on the bus at the time of this recording. That could change by the time we have another race, but at this point in time, it is still a requirement. So that is also something to keep in mind. Masks are not required indoors or outdoors if you are vaccinated starting February 17th, 2022. However, the enclosed transportation still require it. So Skyliners require masking uh, for everybody. Uh, buses require masking for everybody. And the monorail is going to require masking for everybody. So if you are utilizing that form of transportation in the morning, please throw a mask on your wrist so that you can put it on your face when you get on the bus. After the transportation though, it is not required in corrals. It is not required anywhere during the race. So you do not need it at that point, but you will need it on these um, buses. I saw bus drivers with a box of masks and so they were able to hand out surgical masks to anybody that needed one. So that's the good news. If during the course of events on your half marathon, you lose yours or it gets nasty and sweaty and gross and you toss it, you can walk up to the bus and they will probably be able to hand you another one. In fact, I want to say they will definitely be able to hand you another one. My my suggestion would be try to bring one if you can and keep it as dry as possible during your race. Now, there is a gear check option at these races. You can find either tents or trucks. Uh, they used to be tents, but it looks like they've moved to a truck um, option um, and that have been utilized for gear. Those clear plastic bags that you will get at the expo that your t-shirt will, will be handed to you in, that's a gear bag. That's what you are going to use to check your gear um, at these locations. There will be signage up. You will see it. It'll be clear. It'll be easy to find. But say, you know, after your half marathon, you like to immediately change your shoes and you bring your recovery shoes with you. You can put it in your bag, tie it up, They'll hold on to it until the end of the race, and then you can go pick it up afterwards. Just don't forget to not, you know, don't forget to, to leave it there. Don't, don't forget it. You'll definitely want to go pick that up afterwards. Okay. Now, 
Corrals and start groups. We are at the race. We are ready to run. What's a corral? What's a start group? This is a whole thing. And what I can tell you about the corrals and start groups is that they're the same thing. At least it appears that for whatever reason, Run Disney has switched to the terminology of start group over a race corral. But if you have run any race before and you've been in a corral, that's what it is. That's it's this, it's the same thing. It's the same thing, guys. So this isn't anything magically different. Um, it, they are treated pretty much the same way that we had pre-pandemic. Uh, so if you had been to a race, you know, in 2020, 2019, you'll be very familiar with what happens with these um, start groups and uh, corrals. Um, in larger races like Run Disney, um, they group you into specific assigned corrals for races. So if you think about it, it's 26,000 people. They're not going to just like have a free for all and say, just go line up and we'll go. They actually try to do it um, where uh, the faster people will be up front and the slower people will be towards the back. And the reason they do that is for safety so that those fast people don't run you over um, on on their their way to uh, their PR, right? So we, we, we don't self-seed at the Run Disney events. They will seed you accordingly and they will put you in a, a corral and a star group uh, according to your time. At older Run Disney events, it was a corral that was lettered A through H. But with the start groups, they are doing start group one through four, one through six, um, that sort of thing. Uh, for Marathon Weekend, I believe there was six start groups. And for Wine and Dine, I believe there were four start groups. So each race will just be different based on how many people are signed up. And um, you will just get into your assigned group when they tell you to. If you plan to finish your half marathon or longer race under two hours, you are going to need to submit a proof of time so that they can put you in the right start group. If you are going to finish after two hours, proof of time is not needed. You just tell them, you know, basically what pace you're running or when, how long you think it's going to take you to finish this race and they'll seed you accordingly. But if you are super duper fast, you are going to want to make sure you turn in a proof of time so that um, you are, you know, corralled appropriately up in the those front uh, start group corrals, okay? Now, everybody gets stressed out about corrals. Don't get stressed out about corrals. There are folks that have started from the very back on purpose to make the point that you can still have a successful race, even if you quote unquote get stuck way far back, right? So so don't worry, it all works out. There can be some congestion. It can be uncomfortable for the first couple of miles, but typically naturally as people stop, start to stop to take character pictures or um, go to the restroom or whatever, you know, things kind of spread out eventually. Um, on all of these courses, there are going to be some bottleneck locations. Unfortunately, that is just the nature of this beast with Ren Disney. But um, your corral start should not um, determine how successful your race is. You're going to do great. Everybody can do great from from any corral, I promise. Um, now, what if you are supposed to be running with somebody and that friend or your family member got a different corral or start group than you did? Again, don't stress. You have the option. 
you can drop back to their corral or they can drop back to your corral, but they can't move up to be in yours. So say you got start group number two and your friend is in start group number four, you can both start in start group number four, but you cannot both start in start group number two. So that's very important to know. You can always drop back and run with them, but they cannot move up and run with you. And they do check it uh, as you walk in. There is somebody that is looking at the crowds and, and checking and determining who can go where and how this works. Uh, now, race day, you know, just remember these mor- these race mornings are early. The races start early. You're going to wake up early and you're going to need to get transported to the race course early. Everything is early with these Run Disney races. Um, and, and honestly, like trying to sleep in an extra 15 minutes or something, it's not worth it. Just go ahead, set your alarm, get up and get there. Because there have been instances, and it happens every race, where a bus gets stuck in traffic or gets lost even, or um, you're driving in and you think you can pull up, you know, at four o'clock and have no problem to like zip right in, but there's a huge line to get in and you can't zip right in. And the next thing you know, your corral is already moving and getting ready to get started. So don't put yourself in that position is what I'm saying. Go ahead and leave early as possible to get to each race. Um, trust me, sleeping in for that extra 15 minutes, you know, isn't isn't necessarily worth it in all experiences. <laughs> now, your friends and family can come and see you off at the start. There's a whole spectator guide that I have set up for you. Again, look in the show notes if you're looking for these things. So friends and family can come out. They can cheer you on. At the reunion area, there is also a Run Disney information tent. Um, Say your flight came in late and Expo was already closed and you did not pick up your bib. Bring your ID, because this is very important. You have to have your ID to pick up your bib. Bring your ID with you. Show up early, and there is a Run Disney info tent that um, typically will have bibs, uh, your bib there to to pick up. It's an emergency bib pickup. It should not be utilized as your go-to. You should literally only use this as an emergency as needed. But in every race so far, despite the official announcement that this is not available. It has been available. I suspect it will continue to be available. Um, but the, the the key here is that you need to have preferably signed that digital waiver in advance and then also bring your uh, ID so that they can check you off and make sure you're good to go. Uh, quick etiquette reminders. Uh, there's a lot of run, walk, runners. There's a lot of folks using the Galloway method at these events. So if you see somebody walking, it's not because they're, you know, slacking off. It is a legitimate way of doing these races. Um, but you do need to know a little bit of etiquette. And we suggest that you stay to the right uh, if you are doing intervals or if you are straight walking, which there are plenty of folks that walk these events. You are not going to be alone if you choose to walk it. Um, but stay to the right if you're doing intervals or if you're walking. And that way um, the runners can um, pass you on the left as they're going through. 
Keep in mind to throw your cups or to shed your layers or itchy tutus or anything else. Throw it to the side. Again, right side is always good, but you can use the left side for this as well. But just make sure you throw it off the race course. Um, otherwise, if you drop it in the middle of the race course, it becomes a tripping hazard for everybody and that's not cool, yo. Uh, so definitely make sure that you are uh, aware of your surroundings when you are doing th that kind of thing. And then try to run single file or two across at the most. You don't want this whole line of people blocking up the race course um, that people can't, other runners can't get by. And it stresses folks out when they see that. So definitely make sure that you are aware of... Um, you know, how you are running with your party. And we definitely say either side by side, two only, and then, or single file line is also great. Okay. Now what makes Run Disney so amazing is of course the pictures, the characters on the course, like that's what you're here for. Um, that coveted castle shot, if you're running marathon or princess weekend, um, all of these things are worth stopping for. Okay. So don't, don't, if, if there's some character that you're like, oh, I love them. Go ahead and stop, get a selfie real quick or um, stand in line if it's not too long and, and you can handle it. Like, don't get swept over this. Like, don't don't stress yourself out to that extent. But we definitely suggest that's kind of what you're here for. Um, that's what makes these races very different from a, a Boston or, you know, Marine Corps Marathon or whatever, is you are getting these opportunities for entertainment on the course like no other. And a lot of that comes through the character stops. So keep in mind that they are always worth stopping for, okay? All right. Um, now, photo pass photographers will be found on the course, um, but only in the theme parks. Like you're not gonna, on the, the long stretches that are, you know, like a highway road, you're not gonna see any photo pass photographers out there. However, when you are inside the theme parks, there will be um, the photo pass photographers that are taking your race pictures, they're easy to spot. You're going to be looking for bright green tents and um, big lights uh, to, to light you up so that you can get some good pictures. You want to make sure your bib is front and center. Make sure that they can see your bib because that's how your race um, pictures are going to be assigned in their system. If they cannot see your bib, then you're going to end up, quote unquote, not getting any good race pictures, right? So you want to make sure that your bib is in a place where they can get a clear shot of it. I also suggest a couple of tips, uh, smile and try to make eye contact with the camera. And that way you can kind of ensure that you're looking directly at the camera and you're getting a good photo. Be aware of the runners around you. However, uh, don't go jumping in front of people to get your shot. Like that's just not cool. But what you can do is you see the screen tent in the di in the in the distance it's coming up. You know that you're going to want to take a, a jump shot or you're going to want to take some kind of special picture. I suggest kind of like looking around you, engaging and maybe even waiting for a pocket uh, where you have fewer people around you where you can make that happen. Leave a little bit of a buffer. Slow down a little from the people in front of you. Um, don't stop. Don't do like a dead stop. But if you slow down a little bit, then they'll get their picture in front of you. And then you'll have this little space where you can take your picture. Just don't stop and pose, okay? Like that's the most annoying thing. Just keep it moving. Keep it moving. Those photographers are pros. They will get you. I promise. 
<laughs> and then, as mentioned before, you can actually download these pictures later by connecting them through My Disney Experience. So keep all of that in mind um, as you're going through this. Um, folks are always asking, like, what characters can you expect to see on the course? And truly the answer is we don't know. There are characters that kind of show up every year, but at the same time, there's always surprises. Um, what I can tell you is that lately they have been really bringing their A game, I think, with some characters that are more rare, like you're not going to be able to get these pictures in the theme parks. So the only place that you're going to get this character stop photo is on the race course, which is another reason why you want to, you know, slow down enough to take the time um, to stop for those photos if you can, if that's important to you. If it's not important to you, you know what? Keep it moving. Go get your PR. You can PR at a Run Disney race. People do it all the time. There are folks that have Boston qualified at Run Disney events. It can happen. However, the majority of folks will tell you or will suggest that that's not what they're running Disney for. They're running Disney for the experience and for the characters and for the costumes and for um, that lighthearted, fun, loving feel of running. And um, embrace it. I mean, that that's just, that's how I run. That's, that's what I uh, expect out of these events. But of course, you do you. And uh, it'll all work out in the end, right? <laughs> That is pretty much, you know, it. What I can tell you at this point is once your race is complete and you go back to the hotel and you do your recovery steps, whatever that looks like for you, and get some food into you, go and eat and celebrate, go and take your medal into the parks and take pictures with it. There's going to be photo pass photographers in the parks and they are happy to have you pose with your medal and take some awesome, amazing shots. Wear your medal around if you would like. Everybody will congratulate you and tell you, you know, great job on your race and it's a lot of fun. And that is something that a lot of folks do. But I definitely encourage that once the race is over, you find some meaningful way to celebrate and to mark the occasion because Run Disney is like nothing else. And it is just a very special and fun experience. So if this is going to be your first race, if it is going to be your 500th race, I don't even know if there's been 500 races. There, there may have been at this point. I don't know. Well, I'll have to think on that one. But whatever. My point being is there's always something new and different happening at the Run Disney events. And it's worth going back time and time again with, um, at least, obviously, in my opinion, I love it so much and have been doing this since 2011. And I don't see me stopping anytime soon. Um, so if you have any additional questions, if you have any points of contention. If you have anything you'd like clarified, uh, as I mentioned, come join us in the No Guilt Disney uh, Facebook group. Happy to help you out there. We will be back on this podcast um, in the next couple of weeks, of course, to do a post-Run Disney Princess um, event discussion. So if you want to talk about Princess, that's going to be your time to come back and join us. Um, if you are listening to this at some other time, please know there's a catalog of Run Disney discussions 
feel free to go back and, and check them out. We love it and we talk about it a lot. And uh, hopefully the next time you get a drop from this podcast, it will be with Teresa and Jane um, back on the mics. Um, I just knew that I had promised this Run Disney 101 and uh, wanted to make sure that I got it out to you as soon as I could. All right. Um, As I always say, it is no fun to fangirl Run Disney alone. So be sure to join us for the next podcast episode or in the Facebook group and we'll see you then. Bye y'all.